Well, what are you selling? Right. You have to start with what you're selling right. because what you're selling is going to determine what you use to attract people into your funnel. Facts. You're listening to the Killer Content Podcast, a show designed to answer one fundamental question. How can small business owners create content that converts prospective customers into coins right now? This podcast is strictly about getting results with content strategies and tactics that produce results. My name is Milton Lawrence Jr., international lifestyle photographer, cinematographer, and your host of the Killer Content Podcast. I'll be sitting down with business owners and subject matter experts to explore how they're using content in their respective businesses to attract new customers, build their influence, and convert customers into cash flow. If you're ready to stop guessing and finally get results using content, then this is the podcast for you. All right, Miss Ty Goodwin, a.k.a. the Queen Funnel, I'm sorry, the Quiz Funnel Queen, is CEO of the Momentum Agency and creator of Quiz and Grow Rich. She's an award-winning instructional designer with 20-plus years of experience, creating learning experiences and, co- and content for Fortune 500 companies like Barnes & Nobles and tech startups like, like Lead Pages. How many of you guys have heard of Lead Pages? Okay. A former teacher turned corporate trainer turned entrepreneur and author. Ty is passionate about, mar- about marketing and marketing technology after coaching and, te- and teaching hundreds of entrepreneurs on social media, marketing, and business strategy. It, it became clear to her that the biggest gap was in implementation. Her belief that that wealth and spirituality are not mutually exclusive fuels her commitment to helping women entrepreneurs create online empires. The author of Girlfriends, It's Your Time, and co-author of The Profitable Woman's Playbook, her articles have been featured on, um, on the Huffington Post, Forbes.com, Career, Career, Careerism, Careerism. I apologize, in Career Magazine. She's also been highlighted by Money Magazine, Black Enterprise, and The Boss Network. Killer Content Podcast. Please welcome <laughs> the amazing Ty Goodwin. Hi, Ty. Hey, Milton. How are you? I am extremely well. How are you? I am fantastic. I am so excited to have this conversation. We are talking about some of my favorite things today. And um, yeah, let's do this. I'm really, really excited. Amazing. So, Take us back. Um, after reading your, uh, your 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 bio, obviously you have you're an award winning uh, course designer, uh, instructional designer, and that type of thing. Take us back. How did before entrepreneurship um, bring us up to speed from teaching and working in you know working in corporate you know corporate America to now stepping into entrepreneurship? Well, yeah, this is the last place I probably thought I would have ever been. Um, I started off as a teacher. I love teaching. It's the essence of who I am. But I hated being in the classroom and not being able to have bathroom breaks or go out for lunch. <laughs> um, like, you know, this is this is not what I really want to do. And I often tell people who are teachers, and a shout out to any of you who are, I did not have the cape and the boots to be superhero um so then i morphed into the dark side um what i call the dark side of corporate america okay and i started doing corporate training which i absolutely loved what i was doing but i didn't like not having control over my days i didn't like not having control over how much money i made i didn't like being limited to what they told me i could do in a particular role and i also had a daughter that i wanted to be there for i wanted to spend as much time as i could with her so even when i was working in corporate america most of the jobs that i took um they either allowed me to work from home 
Or, you know, I only had to go into the office like two or three days a week. And the rest of that time, you know, I was home. And then honestly, Milton, I got bored. Okay. Right. I've always been, you know, super fancy at finding shortcuts and how to um, optimize my time and optimize with routines. And so I would literally be bored. So I started a business because I was bored and I had time. Okay. <laughs> right. And um, I started, you know, just by blogging and I was doing coaching at the time. But I found that all of my tech savvy really helped me with social media. And so at uh, first, a lot of my people were like, well, can you just teach me how to do it? And this is back in 2007, 2008. So teach me how to use Twitter. Teach me how to use Facebook. And then they were like, well, can you do it for me? Okay. I was like, well, okay. And honestly, I loved doing it until they wanted to pay me to do it. Oh, yeah, and your audience can probably relate to this. I had a full-time six-figure job, um, and on the side, I had a part-time business, and I was making like $5,000 a month in my part-time business. Okay. Now, most people will be like, oh, that's awesome. I was so scared, and I hated it so much. So charging? Because it was because I wasn't charging enough. Okay. Right? Like, I liked the work, but I realized I was undercharging, and a lot of folks don't realize that. Like, you can like the work, but if you're not charging enough money you'll end up burning yourself out and then you'll think that you don't like doing it. So fast forward all, you know, five, 10 years, um, I left, you know, the hands-on stuff. I went into coaching. Um, I went to work for lead pages because they were snapping up marketing, you know, talent. Okay. And the fact that they were a marketing technology with my training background, I was actually their technical training manager. Oh, wow. Okay. So I designed their I designed their training program for their lead pages program and for their drip email marketing program. And when I left there um, in 20, gosh, what is it now? 2017 was when I left them. Um, I went right back into my own business okay. and I'm more from coaching to actually doing the implementation, building online quizzes and online sales funnels for people. So that's my journey in a nutshell. Wow. 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 So listening to this makes me even more like, wow. <laughs> so lead pages had a gym, but now the killer content podcast has you right now. And we're going to make sure we take advantage of that. When did you know um, that quizzes, because obviously someone who's training staff, you're seeing the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to lead gen, right? Um, when did you know that quizzes was, was something you could potentially use or scale um, when it comes to content creation and, and, and getting leads and that type of thing? Well, you know, I actually created my first version of a quiz back in 2013, believe it or not. And it was a paper-based quiz that people could take and it would help them figure out what I call what was their bankable brilliance. It's still a term that we use in our company, right? Okay. And people would just take it. They would download the checklist and they would get their score, you know, and they could email me back. Now, when I left Leap, when I went to work for Leap Pages, I had to sign something that said that I could not have any side businesses. Okay. So when I left Lead Pages in 2017, um, I had not had an email list in two and a half years. And when I walked away, I literally had no job lined up. Okay. And I had no business. That was the first time ever in my adult life that I've ever done anything like that. Was that crazy? Was, did you feel crazy <laughs> making that leap like that without having like any 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 net under you, to, no safety nets, no nothing? I, honestly, no. Okay. I was prepared. I was like, so um, I was so I'm ready for this. I have had my fill of corporate America. Listen, it's time. And so when I walked, I was like, look, I'm walking. I said, I will eat ramen noodles every day for a year if I have to. Okay, commitment. <laughs> okay. Okay, commitment. And so <laughs> what I realized was I had this list that was two and a half years old. I hadn't talked to them, but I did have a quiz 
Okay. That was uh, that was automated now, right? So I sent that quiz out to like a list of like I think it was maybe seventeen hundred people that I hadn't talked to, mm -hmm. and within one week I had five hundred people on my new email list. Wow. I said, okay, there's something to this. So now, did you? So it was essentially, you revived the list by asking those people I questions. The list. Wow. Okay. Well, I gave him. I gave him the link to the quiz, and I said, take the quiz to get back on my list. And I had 500 people in that first week, but it was slow, right? So you know, between I think that was maybe like in November when I did that, mm -hmm. and then in May I had only gotten to like 1,700 people. Okay. I was like, oh, I need more people. <laughs> um, and so I started playing around with Facebook ads. Okay. Now I started a Facebook ad on May 31st. Between May 31st and I believe it was September, like three or four months, I went from 1,700 people on my list to over 12,000 people on my email list with one quiz and one Facebook ad. And I was hooked. Wow. I was like, oh, oh, yes, this is good. So call that a defining <laughs> moment. Absolutely. So there are listeners that listen to the Killing Content podcast and, you know, some of them understand the importance of a list. Some of them don't, right? And I don't want to make any assumptions. And again, this this podcast is designed for people that are really under that five-year mark. They really haven't been able to scale and get things going. So let's back up a little bit. And I want you to talk about the power of a list. Now, I, we just heard you talk about the power of a quiz and how it, one of the things it can do is it can revive an old list. Ty, do me a favor and, and explain to the audience, the listening audience here and the watching audience, of the importance of having a list um, when building when building a business. Oh, absolutely. So the analogy that we use is it's like dating, Owen, right? So if you met somebody and you were kind of interested in them, you're not going to get married the very first night that you meet them. In most cases, okay. <laughs> some of y'all little adventurous, like, right? Most of us. Yeah, some of these TV shows. Hey, married in you know first night. <laughs> yeah, first night, right? Most of them not. Most of us are not going to do that. And it's the same thing with your email list. Most of the people that come in contact with your content, whether it's a Facebook page, whether it's YouTube, whether it's, you know, or your blog, whether it's a Facebook live, they're not going to buy from you the very first time they see you. Now, the, the statistics will tell you that most sales, they don't happen on the first time. They happen like at, you know, the 7th, 8th, 12th, right. 20th touch point. Right. So if you don't have a way to continue to have those touch points, where are your sales happening? Right. And for a lot of people, they're not having conversations behind somebody liking their Facebook post and they're wondering why they're not getting sales. OK. Preach to them. So when you, right. So when you have somebody on your list, we create what we call a virtual dialogue. OK. You're on my list. Now I can share some information with you. I can share some insight with you. I can share testimonials with you. I can woo and court you. Right. Right. Okay. To help you go from what we say, I'm interested, like we're dating mm -hmm. to I'm in, which means I committed. I paid you some money. I put the ring on it. Right. Right. OK. And that's that's the beauty of having an email list. And is one other thing that's so, so important. As much as we love social media, mm -hmm. we don't own those relationships on social media. Facts. If Facebook was to change their policy today and lock you out or make you pay and you don't have an email list so you can continue the conversation with those people who are interested and we like to call them our VIPs your very interested prospects okay if any of those platforms change their policy you're done facts so you need a list so true so 
we have a list. We now understand the importance of having a list. It's probably one of the biggest assets. Um, I spent some time in startups and, you know, seeing startups being sold and actually them using their list as a, you know, as a bargaining chip. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, there are some startups like Skype that were purchased just because of their list. Right. Um, by other bigger companies and things like that. And so from, from a small business, it doesn't matter if you're a small business, um, if you're in that startup phase or you're at that scalability phase. Um, the obviously we understand that the list is important. So the, we're building the list, but there's something else that's missing. There's something that I see as a content creator that most people don't have. And that's the other side of, you know, your title, which is the funnel, right? So having a funnel, so we understand the importance of having a list. You're starting to, you're using a quiz as a, as a means of being able to convert those interested VIPs into something that would be interested in, in your products and services. How important is it to having a funnel? Um, you, you you actually have it in your title. So it has to be something that, um, again, to me, it almost like it closes the gap. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, well, it does. I mean, so let's go back to this whole dating analogy, right? So imagine if, you know, you got somebody's phone number and you talked to them once and then you didn't hear from them. <laughs> right? right. They didn't invite you on a date. They didn't make you any offers to go on a date trip or do anything like that. You didn't hear from them for like months. We have lost interest. Okay. We don't know who they are. We don't talk to them. So your funnel actually guides people through that journey. So think of your funnel like a series of dates. Okay. Right. Or a series of phone calls and text messages. Right. And over the course of time, those phone calls and text messages, they get you to say, yeah, let's go on a date. And once you have the phone calls and the text messages and the dates, then it's like, oh, let's make this exclusive. Okay. Right. And so that's basically what a funnel is. A funnel is all of those touch points, right? You know, it's the not just a page, because I like to see a lot of people say, well, your landing pages, and then I'm going to put you in a upsell page and then the downsell page. That's part of it, but their funnel is the whole thing. Okay. It's the email messages between those touch points. Right. It's the text messages that you send. It's the, you know, all those pieces that build up to somebody going again from I'm interested in you to I'm in and I'm actually paying you for something. Wow. Okay. Can you give us a contextual example of, you know, what this would look like for someone who's just getting started? They're within between zero, like I said, maybe two, three years or whatever the case may be. And they're looking to, um, let's say they have a service-based business. Okay. It could be photography, graphic artists, it could be whatever, right? But what would that look like from a quiz perspective, taking somebody from social media where people are there, not necessarily to buy anything, um, but something that would pique their interest from a, from a quiz perspective, they were like, you know what, let me let me take this quiz or that type of thing. So what, what, how, how would you go about that from a step-by-step -step process of somebody seeing this quiz um, that's in their feed, whether it's Instagram, whether it's LinkedIn, whatever the case may be, and now taking them to that next step? Absolutely. So the great thing about quizzes is that it's interactive lead gen. Okay. Right. And so, you know, a lot of us are used to seeing things like a PDF download, which is good. It could be a good place to start or, you know, join my webinar, which is another place like at the beginning of somebody's funnel. Okay. But here's the beauty of a quiz. If I give somebody um, like a webinar, all I'm getting back is an email address. True. Same thing for a download. All I'm getting is an email address. True. When we get someone to tap into our quiz, we're getting more information and insight about them. So I'm going to use you as an example. Okay. If that's okay. Cool. What's up? So in your photography business, let's say you had a quiz that helped people figure out, you know, what kind of photos do I need for my business? Mm -hmm. Right. Do I need action shots? Do I need headshots? Do I need um, 
you know, close-ups? Like, what do I need? Okay. Right? And so when people take that quiz, because they don't know, like, somebody, somebody needs some pictures. Right. right? I, I don't know what that means. Do I need lifestyle shots? You know, right. But they can answer those questions like, are you launching a book? Are you, you know, do you have a website? Um, are you a speaker? Okay. All of those things that they answer will determine what kind of packages you can create for them. Because then you can come back and say, oh, you're, you know, you're, um, let's say you're a rock star. You need photos of you that are displaying your lifestyle and that have you captured on stage. Right. Take a look at this package that we offer. Sure. Right. Or you're an author. You need photos that are going to go on your website and establish your credibility and blah, blah, blah. Here are the things that you need to know. Now, the people that you've given that quiz to, they're like, great. Now I know what to ask for. Right. I don't feel so clueless. You really helped me. Right. On your side of the coin, you're like, I've got information. Those exactly what you need. So when my marketing, guess what? I'm going to send you marketing materials that now talk about how to have the best headshot. Hmm. How to create those lifestyle scenes. Why you need those lifestyle scenes. So now when you get them on the phone and talk to them, mm -hmm. 70% of your sales conversation is it's done. It's already done. Wow. Right? Wow. So that's the beauty of that quiz. And that's why I love doing it because it really does change how you get to sell and not only how you get to sell, but how you get to serve. So they're going to come online. They're going to take the quiz because you've tailored it to their audience and your entrepreneurs are curious. Yeah, I know I need photos, but I don't know what I need. Help me. It's true. They take the quiz. They're on your list. You are showing up with videos and in your group and you're telling them and educating them. They're getting your emails and then you're nurturing them. All of that is taking them from I'm interested in what you had to say to I'm in. Let's book a call. So I'll tell you what's crazy about that. Um, prior to coming into the Killer Content Podcast, the group, one of the things that we've put into place, it's not necessarily a full on quiz, but there are a series of questions that you have to ask and that you have to answer. And so those questions are there that will, that the purpose of that, if anybody's not paying attention is so that I know what content that, 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 that frustrates you. Right. So it's very much similar to what you're saying and, and, and to, to make it even more, you know, poignant from, from a photography standpoint, most people who reach out for photography really don't know what they want. I want lifestyle shots because somebody heard some gurus say they need, they need lifestyle shots. Right. Um, but I think what's even more important, if they're not ready to buy right now, um, they've already, as you mentioned, have given me, um, the materials that I need to be able to continue to, to 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 nurture them right or in that dating process if you will that virtual dating process before they're ready to commit uh, and make that decision uh in that type of thing so thank you so much for that uh for that you know for that example um wow that, that that's amazing so we do have a question uh victoria woodard has a question she says how often you know should we be emailing our list is it twice a day too much that's a great question, Victoria. And I'm going to give you the typical consulting answer. It depends. So you have to know what your audience can bear. It also depends on what you've got going on. Like when we're in the middle of a launch or a challenge, people are going to get multiple emails. We're about, about to you know, roll out our shopping cart or make our offer. They're going to get multiple emails in a day. Um, I have been emailing my clients anywhere from two to three times a week. My customers on my list, two to three times a week. And I also segment my audience, which is another thing that quizzes allow you to do so that everybody doesn't get the same things. Okay. You know, that's really, really tough if you're blasting everybody the same messages. But like in your case with your audience, the people that are looking for those professional headshots because they're looking for like their LinkedIn stuff. Sure. It's different from people who are the rock stars on stage who need all these lifestyle shots. For sure. So you don't want to send them the same messages. So that's one of the things of having like that segmentation. And we call it hyper segmentation. 
right? That's something that we are trademarking that label hypersensitivity. As you should, as you should. Yes, yes, right? So you send the right messages to the right people at the right time. So you have to test your audience, Victoria, and see what works and what doesn't work. Um, But I say, you know, it's people say, I don't want to email people too much, but here's the deal. If they're frustrated because you're emailing them too much, they're probably not your people. Facts. Facts. Your, your people want to hear from you. And I listen, look at your own inbox. Like there are people's, I don't open their, in, I don't open their emails on a regular basis, but when I do, I'm going to search through all of the emails that they've sent me. Right. <laughs> right. And I want to look at them. So that, that's my answer to that question, Victoria. I hope that helps. Amazing. Amazing. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Miss Washington's name properly. Her name is M.M. Washington. M.M. And yeah, 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 she says Ty is the quiz queen indeed. See how she's she's seeing how she thinks about these quiz questions, you know, on the spot is amazing. So I think that's what she's saying. And um, yeah. Well, let me let me yeah, full disclosure. So MM is a MM is a former client. Okay, uh, amazing. Um, and we actually created a quiz for her. Okay. Um, so that's that's cool to see her. That's great. Hey MM, how are you? Amazing, amazing. So one of the questions I do have for you um is if you are a brand new business owner, right, and you're just getting started with quizzes, are there any? Where would you recommend people to start, right? Um, is, is, there, is there any research they need to do, or would you just start from maybe some of the frequently asked questions people ask you? Um, are we starting from maybe the, the, the solution and kind of reverse engineering backwards? What's the process if I'm just getting started and I want to I want to create a quiz, but I don't know what my next step is? Okay. Um, the first thing is to make sure you have a really clear offer. Okay. Right. You know, we always start with the end in mind. Where is your quiz going to end up? And I see people do this, not just with quizzes, but with any kind of lead magnet. Um, and just to be clear, like a lead magnet is the same thing as an opt-in offer a, a different kind of lead magnets are, you know, webinars, PDF downloads, and a quiz. They're all lead magnets. And I see people say, well, I want to create this lead magnet. And I'm always like, well, what are you selling? Right. You have to start with what you're selling because what you're selling is going to determine what you use to attract people into your funnel. So you start there. Right. And then you have to know who your audience is and you have to find a way to segment them. And that's the hyper segmentation that we do, you know, with folks. We have a whole process where we take you through and help segment the audience. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, One of our clients is an e-commerce Okay. They sell candles and they have like 20 different candles. Now, we're not going to create 20 different outcomes, you know, for them to, you know, have on their quiz. Mm-hmm. But what we did was we broke it down and said, are you the adventurous type? Okay. Right. Are you the floral type? Are you this? And then we ask them questions to help them get into those categories. So now when people take that quiz, we can recommend products that fit that person's personality or their profile. Amazing. OK, so starting with the end in mind. In so many words, Absolutely. right? So whatever that solution Absolutely. is, whatever your step product, that service, um, that consultation, whatever it is that you're selling on the on the on the um, back end, you need to start with that and kind of reverse engineer to ask the questions that you need to get get to that in, that end product. Is that correct? Absolutely. And can I give one thing that people I've seen people do that I don't want your audience to do? Okay. You have to understand that a survey is different than a quiz. Okay. I'm say that again. A survey is different than a quiz. Okay. Um, you know, a survey is typically you asking me questions that I already know the answer to. Hmm. Like, you know, like I know how old I am. I know where I live. I know if I'm married or single. Right. <laughs> There's no insight in that. Right. Now, can you have some of those questions in your quiz? Yeah, but you want to do it smartly. Sure. And you want to make it more subtle. Okay. The beauty of a quiz is that you're giving me insight that I did not have before about myself. Hmm. 
And if you've ever done this, like people have done this, well, I'm going to create a survey because that's what we tell people when they're doing market research, right? Do a survey of your audience. It's like, right. well, I got crickets, right? Because, you know, listen, I know all this stuff. I'm just telling you what I know about me. That's boring. Okay. But if you put it in terms of a quiz and now you're giving me insight back about myself, I'm glad to tell you some things about who I am. Would you, would, would you say that it's, um, I don't know if this is the right word for it, but it's, it's kind of, it's almost like a gamification, if you will. I don't know. It just, it, 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 you're not, there's no reward if you well actually it is a reward the reward is the suggestions on the back end so it's kind of gamifying getting to know you to get to the solution is that is that kind of absolutely and people love well first of all we're a little bit narcissistic all of us are facts I know this about myself so the quiz that we did um, was what kind of entrepreneur are you and it broke it down into are you a trailblazer are you this um, are you a trailblazer are you a guide are you an actualizer right and so people love I'm a trailblazer okay. I'm an actualizer like and they love sharing that so by the time we were done over that course of three or four months we had our quiz had been shared by 300 and 70 people oh wow doing marketing for us right right exactly they're sharing it out with their network right so it's that that's kind of gamification because people like that so you want to make a quiz you know that is engaging but it still has value to it amazing amazing we have another question from victoria uh she asks um could you share some some questions that i that i need to ask for an online clothing company could you give like maybe an example um, of a few questions that you would potentially ask. Um, I don't know what type of clothing that you sell, uh, Victoria, but like I'll just kind of just leave it out there for you to to respond. Well, yeah, we've actually done that for a client who owns a boutique. Okay. Um, and we asked questions about what kind of style, right, does this person have? So questions like, okay, so do you like bold colors or subtle colors? Okay. Are you somebody who likes to be trendy or do you like classics? Hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So you're asking that and people can get that profile. And, you know, depending on your audience or what you sell, you might say, OK, you're you know, you're the bold and the beautiful. Right. Or you're the subtle and sexy. Right. You know, you're giving people those profiles. So then you're saying if you're this profile, if you're the subtle and sexy, here's our best seller for women who are just like you. Right, so you could just show them the the types of clothing that would match up to whatever that category, whether it's bold, subtle, um, whatever the case may be. Okay, amazing. Absolutely. So we get, yeah. the questions are coming in. So Jeanette says, so what if uh, you're selling? So what if your selling is so specific to the individual that you offer a free consultation to gather information? I'm trying to see what the rest of this thing says. Uh -huh. uh, before you have your offer, can you quiz? Be, uh, before a free consultation. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we did, Jeanette. Um, so when we launched our quiz, the result page said, okay, you're a trailblazer. Here are the three things you need to know about how to build your business. Right. And then it was, if you want our assistance, book a call with us. So when I tell you that, okay, I went from, and I have the stats, uh, maybe I'll share this if it's okay with you. I'll share the actual graphic. Absolutely. Yeah. I went from having like, you know, 30 calls a month to having like 67 calls a month okay. of people booking on my calendar Okay. to the point where I had to say, okay, I can't accept any more sales calls on my calendar. So I have to send people to a webinar first and then let them book to vet call. them. Yes. Okay. And so every single, I mean, once you set up the, once we set up the quiz with the Facebook ad, it was running like that every single month. And that's when I really started hitting my stride every single month. I was having 10 K months. And so three months I booked $31,000 worth of business as a coach. Say it again. No, say it again. No, say it one more time. In, 
three months I spent, and let me give this, explain this, I spent $1,800 in Facebook ads because that's something that people always want to know. How much did you spend? Right. But that $1,800 landed me $31,000 worth of clients in three months. The power of a quiz. And now, Victoria, I think she answered your question with regards to, um, you know, can you run ads with with, with, with these quizzes? Um, and as a matter of fact, it just, it, to me, it sounds like it's just you're, you're pouring you know, gasoline on the fire. So if, if it's already working before you ever turn on the ads, if, if it's a, if it's a good quiz and people are engaging with it organically, turning on those you know those ad those ads is just probably just going to make it blow up. Is that is that correct? Well, absolutely, and that's what I recommend for folks because one of the things that I've seen, Mel, and you've probably seen this too, is that a lot of folks create great content. Mm -hmm. Right. Whether it's videos, whether it's a quiz and we're sending that content to the same old, same old people who just like us. Right. They like our quotes. They like this. Right. And that's great. What I realized is that I needed more eyeballs. Like that's what happened. Right. I got those 500 then I got up to 1700 and I was stuck. OK. And I was literally crying to my mentor. It's not working. It's not working. And what I realized was, no, the quiz works. I just need more eyeballs. eyeballs right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So when 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 I create content, um, when I was creating them for Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, um, influencers, many times they would put the content out, um, but they would share it in one of three places. They would share it on their personal page. They would share it on a fan page. Maybe they do a blog post about it or whatever the case may be. Maybe throw it on YouTube or whatever the case may be, and that would be the end of it. Um, and so it wasn't that the content wasn't working. It was just not enough people had saw it or had seen it. And so yeah. you know, once you have something in your getting some a nice piece of engagement on it um, whether it's a quiz or any other type of content that you're creating that's being created um, the next step the next process is to do one of two things and I don't mind sharing this you know just open number one is to put it into communities of other of, of where your avatar naturally hangs out right um, that that has, that works for me every time and in addition to that turn on those ads um, and then scale that thing um, and, and and just watch the money comes in watch the money come in you know have, have you experienced that? Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of my clients, and I, I say this all the time, my clients don't have a pricing problem. They don't even have a product problem. What they have is a distribution problem. Talk to them now. Because it's all it's all a numbers game. Okay. Right? You know, when we do, um, we have a webinar that we do, and we talk to people about the numbers of marketing. So, for example, I'm going to throw some numbers out here. So, for those of you who like numbers, you want to write these down. In fact, if you're watching this, write these down in the comments so other people who are coming on can get this. So, at any given time, only 3% of your audience is ready to make a buy decision. Say it one more time for them, please. Yep. So, at any given time, only 3% of your audience is ready to make a buy decision. So that means if you've got 100 people on your list, only 3% of them are ready to make a buy decision. They're now buyers, right? Right, right. At any given time. 50, well, let me do this. 47%, no, I'll do 50 first. 50% of those people are never going to buy from you. I need, I need you to say it again. I, I know that may sound irritating, but I need people to really get it because I don't want you getting upset and feeling some type of way uh, or in your feelings because you put something out there and nobody bought it. Or you're like, well, I knew Shirley was going to buy that thing and she didn't buy it. Yep. 50% are never going to buy. They're browsers. They're just not your ideal people. 47% are somewhere along the buyer's journey. Okay. Right. Think about this. When you bought a car or something like that, anybody who's about a big decision, you didn't just go and plop down money. You looked at different cars. You did research. You went and you did a test drive. You talked about it with people. You asked, like there's a whole process for people to buy something. And we forget that. We think, well, I put it on Facebook. People should just be buying it. They don't know you. 
Facts. <laughs> they don't. You have to nurture them. That's getting them to go from I'm interested to I'm in. So that 47% that's thinking about it, they're considering it, they're evaluating. That's why your email list is important because you are nurturing them through the buying process. And it's why you hear so many people say you've got to grow your list and you've got to nurture your email list. So what I just heard you say was that you really need the right type of people on your list. So the 3% are the people that are going to buy right now at any given time. There's 47% of them um, will, you know, you know, they, they need to be nurtured, right? Or there, there, there has to be that no like trust the factor has to go up, right? Yeah. And then the other half of them just, you know, she ain't buying, I don't, you know, yeah. she'll consume a lot of your stuff, you know, like your free stuff, but don't ever expect, you know what I mean? Don't get upset if the person doesn't buy. And so having right. more numbers, you know, if, if you're only getting, you know, a handful of likes, a handful of comments, if you can get it up to the hundreds and if not thousands of people seeing the content, then you're going to increase your, oppor- your your chances of getting that 3% to be a larger number. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. And let me break it down even further. Okay. Right? So get your pins out, Shorty. Get your pins out. Two more numbers. Okay. And this is what blew me away. So the other thing is when you've got people, listen, you're going to love this because it's going to make so much sense as to what's been happening with your email list because people don't get this. The average open rate for emails across all industries is just 22%. Okay. That's open. So if you've got 100 people on your list, you can expect on average 22 people to open your email. Okay. Do you want to know? And here, let me, let's do this with your audience. Do you know what the click-through rate is? And I'll define what that is, right? And if you know an answer, you've got an idea, what is the click-through rate? So this is the this is the number of people that actually open your email and actually click a link in your email. Do you know what that number is? I don't know I what that number see, is. I want to see some of the comments. Yes. I want to see if anybody gets it, right? How many? What percentage of people that actually are on your list will actually click a link or click a button on your email? And that's of the 22%. Well, yeah. Well, this is just in general. Okay. This blew me away. Okay. Right. So 22% of the people are going to open it. Right. So, you know, 100 people, maybe 20 people are going to open it. Okay. Yeah. I see them coming through. 0.2%. I see it coming through. How many people do you think are clicking through? So come on and drop those numbers in there. So right, Lucretia is saying 2.6. You, you got some of your students in here just giving you exact numbers. I got some ringers. I got some ringers in the group. Yeah, they, 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 they showing off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's, yep, she got it right. For my list, it's been 35%. That's fantastic. And then for people that are clicking through, that's great. Okay. 7% is high. It's 2.6 per, actually for um, click through, yep, it's 2.6%. Wow. 2.2, 2.6%. Okay. Wow. So that, and that's, and that's just click through. Okay. Just because they click doesn't mean they're going to buy. Buy, right. So if you're upset, understand the numbers. And this is why you see people buying, you know, or not buying, but telling you to really grow your list because it all happens with a numbers game. Because then what I see people do is this as well, you know, Bill, and is they'll say, well, I got 100 people on my list and they open everything and they buy everything. And I'm like, well, that's fantastic. Right. But after you sell to them and after they buy from you, what are you going to do next? Okay. They've already bought from you, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You didn't add anybody else to your list, so where are you going to make money from next month? Right. And a month after that. So you've got to have an inflow. So it's about having that opt-in offer, having that content, whether it's a quiz, that's what we love because it's interactive and it's hot right now, whether it's a PDF or whether it's a webinar, um, drive traffic to that and build your list. 
Wow. So they're really engaging. I'm, I'm sure you can obviously see it on your end as well. People are really engaging. Um, you're actually killing the game. I told you guys the Killer Content Podcast is bringing the best, right? These are re- people that are actually doing the doggone thing. And so my next question for you um, as we start to close this thing out um, is outside of quizzes, COVID-19 has been is huge, right? And so it has changed how people do business. So, you know, typically if you were used to doing, you know, um, you know, services or, you know, selling products or whatever the case, maybe you have a storefront. Um, we don't have that option anymore in some cases, right? Or it's very limited of what you, what you can do. And this is the reason why I believe this podcast is relevant um, because now you really have, before you can play around with content, not now. I believe you really have to do something that's working. Since COVID has, has taken place, in your opinion, what outside of quizzes are is there anything else that's working really really well for you right now that people can go and implement right now oh that's a great question um the thing that has gotten that has really helped us is is focusing down on who we talk to okay so niching down the who niching down the who and really getting clear on what results we deliver to people because that drives the content you create okay you know a lot of us like to create fluffy content Right. Like I'm going to put some inspirational quotes on Instagram. Right. Okay. Look, playtime is over with that. Come on now. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get on here and do a Facebook live and we're going to sip and we're going to have coffee and we're just going to talk about our day. Listen, no. Okay. You really have to find a way to connect with your audience. And it goes back to what I say about marketing. This is how I teach marketing to people because people get scared of marketing, Right. but marketing is only three things. And this is what you want your content to do. And this is what we really has really helped us. We've made sure our content educates people that they have a problem. Wait a minute. Making them aware. Somebody put that in the comments. That's a that's that's something you need to put on a t-shirt or something. Hey, and that's just and that's just part one, right? Because it's got to make people aware that there's a problem. Okay. So is your content? Are you just love, or are you helping people become aware that they have a problem? Wow. Right. Like so, for example, you know that little car. I've seen the car commercials now where you can put your foot on something and it opens the back door. For right. You. you can swing it right. I didn't know that was a problem until they showed me. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, my car don't do that. Right. They made us aware that that was an option. That's a really good example. Has to make people aware, right? Yeah. The second thing is, then you have to help them understand that there's a solution to the problem. Okay. So now, yeah, like, and this, for example, um, building a list, I don't have one. That's a problem. Right. I've also talked to your audience about what that solution is. Right. The quiz. The quiz, right. Exactly. That's the solution that we offer. The third thing that you want your content to do is now I need to demonstrate and prove that I am the best person to create that quiz to solve your problem. And that's what you're here to do. And that's what I've been doing. I've been sharing stories. I've given you some examples. I've given you some proof. Right. Right. And it's very, very focused. And when I started laying my content out there and teaching my clients to do the same thing, it works like magic because then you can take that same content and you can repurpose it. I'm going to do it in a webinar. I'm going to do it in a blog post. I'm going to do it in social media. I'm going to do it in my emails. Same formula, all the different places. And when you're consistently sharing that same message, it starts to connect with people. Wow. 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 So we're going to wrap this thing up with one final question. I want you to share with them from a woman entrepreneur standpoint, you know, having been in the business for, you know, for many years. Um, and having gone through many transitions, if, even within yourself, right? So less about the content, less about the tactical, but more about the internal. 
if you could give yourself a piece of advice, knowing what you know now, when you made that leap, you know, with that list, with that single list with 500 people on it, knowing what you know now, what piece of advice would you give her that you that you know now that you didn't know back then? Oh, great question. I would say, Ty. <laughs> okay. I would talk to her and I would say, Ty, raise your rates. Excuse okay. Raise your rates. Here's because here's something that we do. I'm just starting out as an entrepreneur. Okay. So I'm going to charge the lo these lower prices. I'm going to charge here. And here's the deal. We may be new entrepreneurs, Milton, but we're not new with the experience that we bring to the table. I agree with that. And if I had started my pricing higher and focused on selling bigger ticket things, I wouldn't have wasted time trying to sell a $200 thing here and a $300 thing here when I could sell a $5,000, $7,000, $10,000 package and be done. Hmm. Hmm. This has been amazing. And I'm sure we could probably go on for a whole nother hour. But the reality of it is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm honored that you, that, that, that you gave us your time, that you, you invested your time into us, into our audience and sharing uh, that wealth of knowledge that you have. And I know that um, the best is yet to come. I would love to have you come back um, again. Uh, and because obviously there's, 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 this thing is multifaceted, right? Um, you just talked about the quiz size, but there's other things that you, that you do to help people to grow, um, from a mindset perspective and just other things from a funnel perspective that you help people to, to help, help people to grow with. And so I would love to have you come back if, if you're, if you, if you be open to doing so. Um, and yeah, just, we're just grateful um, to, to have you on the show and I'm excited about taking this thing to the next level. Um, thank you again, Ty. We're, we're signing off. Everybody be blessed. We're gone. You're done. No. Picture man done says so. <laughs> hey guys, I want to thank you for listening in to this episode of the Killer Content Podcast. I want to personally invite you to come hang out with us inside of the Killer Content Facebook group. This is where you're going to get the show notes and a ton of other value. If you haven't done so already, make sure you come over and join us. Killer Content Podcast Facebook group. See you there. <laughs>